Hello and welcome or welcome back to Fancy Blather Podcast. I'm your host, Kirsty Taylor, and today we are joined by the incredible Natalie Barbu for an epic interview. So please do stay tuned for that. But right now, let's hop into our intro. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome or welcome back to Fancy a Blather podcast. Um, I hope everyone's doing well and is powering through spring. Summer feels like it's right around the corner and I'm so ready for it to come. Um, I guess we'll hop into life updates quickly before we get into anything else. I don't, I suppose, oh no. Um, I don't know why I'm underplaying this so much. Maybe just because it doesn't feel very real yet. I officially passed my placement for this semester, which means I am officially graduated my PGDE, which means that in August, I will have my very own class. It's all just very surreal and um, a lot to process. So so I think probably partially because everything is just so virtual. So just, I don't know, the world is just weird right now. But um, yeah, that's exciting. So I'm looking forward to celebrating that soon. I have one week left of my placement and then I'll get stuck into summer things, which is really exciting. I'm looking forward to relaxing some more and um, yeah, just focusing on different projects coming up, which I'm looking forward to. Um, So those are my main life updates. I've been kind of having an off weekend. I don't really know why. Yesterday I was just in a weird mood. I watched a lot of Netflix. Um which is okay. Everyone has days like that. And I just think I was just a little bit overwhelmed. I kind of was, I don't know, I was stressed. So then I felt like I needed to do more work, but then I was just digging myself a deeper and deeper hole. But hey, we're we're working on it. We're working on it. So um, yeah, I had, but I just feel so much better sitting here talking to you guys, even though you don't talk back and I can't see you and you can't see me. I don't know. I just Something about this podcast just see it feels so pure and it's so important to my heart. So it's really burning my spirits. So yeah, here's to a wonderful week for everyone. And if you are having an off day, just cut yourself some slack. You know, we we all have days like that. Um. So my oh, that was very loud. Sorry. <laughs> my small wonder of the week this week is um a soft blanket. Honestly, I might have mentioned this in another season. I don't really know. I'm surprised if I haven't ever mentioned it, but I just love blankets. They're like the best thing ever invented. Like they're so comforting. They're also warm. And honestly, I think I should like look into investing in in a um a weighted blanket. I think it's called. I think I would I would die for for that if I got one. And I feel like I would really love it. So potential future purchases but I just love a good soft blanket I just find it so comforting don't come for me okay like it's nice so that is my small wonder of the week so what I'm engaging with this week I actually watched this whole show yesterday and um just like a trigger warning it is about um um sexual assault and child trafficking so um I would highly not recommend watching it if that is something that would trigger anything for you or also if that's just not your kind of thing um it's based on a true story it's very informative it's um it's really gut-wrenching if I'm being honest um but a really important watch I always watch things that make me uncomfortable sometimes because I think it is important 
to always know your privilege and know your worth and be aware of what is happening in the world that we live in um rather than just living in your own little comfortable bubble which is the easy the easier in life but it's it's not the one that creates change so it's um called three girls and it's on netflix and i will link it in the show notes i believe it was originally a bbc production it could be wrong but um it's based in rochdale 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 i think um england and um it's it's based a while ago 2008 i think but um it's still it's just it's a, a horrific story but one that needed to be told um so i highly 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 recommend watching and the one thing i will say that really just uh, something i just will never get my head around is um the morality of people who like not of defense lawyers in general because everyone is innocent until proven guilty but the morality of people like defense lawyers who know that their clients are guilty particularly if they have confessed it to them and um then continue to traumatize these individuals who've gone through a trauma whether it is sexual assault sexual abuse um attempted murder murder well, obviously it wouldn't be murder because they wouldn't be alive. Um, but I'm to put them through this horrific trauma again, but instead also add to their trauma by um, accusing them of lying, even though they know that they didn't, they're not lying because their clients have confessed everything to them or the evidence is like so overbearing. And I just can't understand the moral morality behind that and doing that for a paycheck because I just don't get it because I know that it's a big paying job, but. Personally, I'll never understand it. So I'm sorry if you're listening to this and you're one of those people, but I can't relate to that. I just think that's so, so incredibly wrong and it just does not sit with my values right at all. Massive turn off, actually. Um, yeah, so that's what I've been watching. I do really recommend it if you can if you can manage to watch it. I don't blame you if you can't. It's not an easy watch. Um, so let's let's hop into happier things. Um, now we're going to move into our small business of the week. So I found this artist on Instagram. She's called Laura Neville and her Instagram is Laura Neville Studio, which I will have linked in the show notes for you. And she is a designer slash artist creating unique hand painted pieces to lift your mood and bring a little magic to the everyday. And she's also doing this incredible thing right now on <clears throat> on Instagram where she's um saying where she's campaigning for uh, let's do London better and it's just it's so interesting and I I love it so it's a really cool campaign and I love seeing these things today um but some of her incredible pieces of work are things like um these gorgeous um plates decorative or not decorative your choice um, she has some incredible mirrors which say um girl you already have what it takes which is just like mm, that's the message you need to see every day you know and yeah they're just stunning all hand painted and oh I can't get enough I'm definitely going to be ordering myself something so I highly recommend checking out her page so like I said it's um Laura Neville studio and I think that to order with her you just um I think you just dm her as far as I know um if I find anything different I will let you know in the show notes so yeah check her out 
And now we're going to hop into our poem of the week. So I always ask our guests if they have any poem or anything that they'd like us to um, shout out. And Natalie didn't have a poem, but she did have a quote that she's been living by recently. So I thought I'd share that quote with you and then we'll hop into the poem. So the quote that Natalie said she's been loving recently is um, things happen for you, not to you, which I love that. I think that's an incredible message. Recently, I have been living by the quote, you grow through what you go through, which I think is another one that um, is kind of similar to that. So the poem, though, that I find that I just feel like works for what we're going for is um, actually is really old. I sometimes worry of the people on um, Instagram when I find their poems because I just search up hashtags. I wonder if they think I've like stalked their page back to 2017. Because this is a poem from 2017 by um, Avril. And um, I believe that's how you pronounce it. And um, the account is Avril Thoughts. So um, I will link the Instagram account in the show notes. And it's called Walking Beyond the Stars. Walking beyond the stars. Late night, while walking amongst the stars, I reach the end of abyss, a place where fates are smith. The workers there are quite busy, deciding the way everything is. I beg for some spare moments, this opportunity I didn't want to miss. So I unfurled my bindle of questions, but asked them just the gist, With all my puny words and rhyme, will I be able to make a dent in time? And if I were to get lost or disappear in the mist, will someone bother to find me? For I am a traveller, I cover huge distances in search of something I'm not too sure exists. The smiths finally turned to look, but not a word they could say, for their faces were mirrors and showed nothing but the seeker in their silence. I find my answers. Yeah, so that is by Avril Thoughts. So I will have it linked in the shows. And if you want to be look like a stalker, you can head down to 2017 and find it. I swear that it's through the hashtags. Uh, well, whatever. I guess I'll look like a stalker. So I'm fine with that. Yeah, so we are now going to jump into our lovely interview with Natalie Barbu, all about being an entrepreneur in your 20s and many other things. But before we do that, I would just like to remind you, please do head to Apple Podcasts and leave us a quick review. Um, follow us on Spotify or subscribe, depending on which podcast app you're using. Check out our Instagram at Fancy of Leather. We're living for the um, the graphics at the moment, Canva's um, keep keeping me going through 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 these long days and um head to our website www.fancyblather.com to keep up with all things fab enjoy the rest of this week's episode okay so just hopping in here for our charity of the week so natalie chose the charity innocent project i'm sure many people have heard about this charity it's quite a big charity and i'm so sure that i watched a netflix documentary on the innocent project i could be wrong but i'm i'm so confident i did um so the innocent project founded in 1992 by peter neufeld and barry schneck at cardozo cardozo 
School of Law exonerates the wrongly convicted through DNA testing and reforms the criminal justice system to prevent future injustices. So that is what the Innocent Project is all about. And their mission is to free the staggering number of innocent people who remain incarcerated and to bring reform to the system responsible for their unjust imprisonment. So ways that you can get involved is by checking out their exonerate area where you can find out what we can do to help people who have been wrongly convicted by writing to people in, this is an American charity also, there is similar ones in different countries. So also look up your local area. Um, I know for sure there's definitely an Innocent Project UK, I think. Um, so I would say I will have that linked in the show notes as well just in case um but or maybe it's not the uk there's definitely similar things so i will link a few that are british just because obviously i am british um and then please do feel free to go and find them in your own area if it's something you're passionate about or like the sound of helping out with um so yeah there's a whole thing on the ways you can help to exonerate there's a whole area and ways you can help to improve the law and things they do and things they do for reform things they do for support and um, the education that they do so to get involved with um, the innocent project you can find your local group if you're American you can find your local group and get involved through that you can of course donate whether it's once monthly or give it in other ways and um, they do have a shop um and yeah, you can also contact them if you're just interested in finding out what you can do to help. And um, they have, you can also join them to be on their list of people who want to make a change. And you can sign petitions, which is something that's incredibly important to everything they do. So if you head to innocentproject.org, you can find out all about Innocent Project and different ways you get involved. And like I said, I will have some British ones, particularly Scottish ones, linked in the show notes. And um, please do look in your local area if you're listening to this and you're from somewhere else because there will be charities similar in everyone's areas, I hope. And if not, hey, maybe fill the hole if, if you're passionate enough. So let's hop back into our interview with Natalie. This week, we are talking to Natalie Barbu. Natalie Barbu is the founder of We Bloom, Bloom Social, and she has built a sizable following through the implementation of her social media and influencer market strategy, which led to her becoming a successful business owner, content creator, and host of the Real Real podcast. And we're going to welcome her right now. Hello, Natalie, and welcome to Fancy Blather podcast. It is so lovely to have you here with us this week. How are you doing today? Hi, I'm great. Thank you so much for having me. No problem. So the first question that we like to ask all of our guests is, what's your small wonder of the week? So it can be something actually small, or it can be something that is bigger, just something that you've appreciated more recently than you used to. So um, that's actually a really great question. I would say I appreciate my alone time more because uh, I'm here in Florida and I'm by myself over mm -hmm. here. But the past week I went back home. I spent some time with family and friends and come just coming back to an apartment by myself, having all this time for myself. I really appreciate it. I feel like you always appreciate it when you've been with people, 
then when you mm-hmm. go back home, it's, it's been, it's been really nice. So I, I appreciate my alone time. I would say. I love that. Yeah. I live alone. And it's funny. My friend and I were talking about it yesterday and I was like, it's funny because people think that people that live alone are introverted, but actually it's often the opposite. I was like, normally people are extroverted and they just need time to recharge because you're yeah. out all day doing things with people. I love to just come home and be like, okay, I can turn off. Like there's no one I need to talk to now, which is so nice. Right. I love that answer. Um, and so, it like, oh, oh, sorry. No, no, no. Go, go, go. I was just gonna say it it makes me want to do more things because I'm like okay I'm spending all this time by myself now I like am excited for the weekend and to Mm -hmm. hang out with people or to you know go outside or even just go on a walk you know it's like I appreciate going outside more too so Mm -hmm. I guess that's two wonders of the week (laughs) (laughs) it's a a wonderful week as they say um so (laughs) have you had any moments in your 20s where you have been surviving rather than thriving and how did you overcome those times yeah, Obviously, thus uh, far, you're, they're not over. So thus far, right. have you had it? I'm sure I will have many, many, many more. And I feel like I am entering the startup world, I guess I could mm-hmm. say. So I know that more of those times are coming. But I would say, yeah, definitely. I mean, especially, for example, when I graduated school and I was working uh, at a corporate job and doing YouTube and doing a podcast. And it was it was really hard. And I felt like everything I was doing was just just to survive kind of like you said like I wasn't really enjoying anything I wasn't enjoying YouTube I wasn't enjoying working Mm -hmm. I was just spreading myself so thin and I would say that that was one of the times when I was surviving rather than thriving and honestly I mean right now I feel like I'm I'm entering that stage also which I'm trying to let to not let it happen you know but I can feel myself being spread really thin and feeling that way again so I'm hoping to be proactive about it and actually maybe get some help or like hire someone or something because I can I can slowly feel that happening and I'm trying to avoid that (laughs) yeah I think that's a good thing to delegate is something that's like so crucial and times where you have so much I'm terrible at it as well so I completely understand um so why did you decide to start your YouTube channel at 15 and then a second partner how have you cultivated a community of followers with it rather than just like a one-way thing I think you're really good at building a community with your viewers and with your podcast with your listeners I think there's a good two-way relationship so how have you gone about doing that and also why did you start your YouTube yeah, well, thank you. I mean, that's always something I I want to do. Like, I'm always mm-hmm. I try to be very intentional with the community aspect because it's my favorite part of doing social media. Mm-hmm. The community is by far the best part. I'm not the biggest fan of editing or filming, or I'm not like ironically, I'm not the biggest fan of actually creating the content. I'm the biggest mm-hmm. fan of the community that comes out of it. So I I started it at 15 because I was bored and I was watching YouTube and I was like, I think I can do something like this. Like these girls yeah. look around my age. I I'm I like makeup. I started doing beauty and stuff like that at 15. So I literally just start, decided and started and filmed and edited and uploaded like all the same day. I didn't really think much about it. And what kept me going and what what I enjoyed about it was the community, which is funny because it's still the best part today, 10 years later. Mm-hmm. Um, it was the fact that like, I, I remember posting my first video and I got one comment or three comments. I got three comments and I was like, oh my God, this is the coolest thing I've ever seen. I was like, I can't believe I have comments on this video. Yeah. So <laughs> I, I just loved the the interaction from day mm-hmm. one. And that's kind of why I continued to do it. And and yeah, I try, I try to be very intentional with my community and I think the best way to do that is just being responsive and being intentional so if someone's dming you or if someone's commenting on your stuff or if someone has a question for you 
engage with them. You know, like I, I feel like it's kind of what's the point if you're just going to be one sided? Like, I feel like I, I want to talk to people that watch me. I want to talk to people that DM me. It also takes time out of their day to actually send you that message. And they're the reason why you're where you are. It's, you mm-hmm. know, that's like my mindset that I'm like, I also want to get to know my subscribers. I want to get to know my followers so that when I am vlogging, when I am filming, when I am producing content, I kind of know what they want. And it's, it's like talking to a friend or like catching up with a friend. Mm-hmm. So I, I think just being intentional is the best way to cultivate that community, I would say. Perfect. So I love how you talk about your major in college, which for people that are listening that are from Britain is like your degree at university, um, not being as important as the soft skills that you learned through it. So what are some soft, key soft skills you gained or approved upon in your degree? And just for listeners at home who maybe don't know what is your, what, what was your major in? Yeah, I had majored in industrial engineering um, and I graduated in 2018. And for me, I think industrial engineering really helped me be a problem solver and a critical Mm -hmm. thinker. And I think even though I might not use the actual like material that I learned in school, like I'm not using calculus on the regular, I think it just helped me become a problem solver and think more critically and think more holistically about the big picture Mm -hmm. rather than, you know, not not thinking outside of the box to solve whatever problem you face. So I think problem solving is the number one soft skill that I definitely got from college. And also I think it really helped me challenge myself. Like I, I think a lot of the classes I took were very, very, very difficult. I remember crying myself to sleep because I was so over a class. I remember it was like my, my junior year, I think, or my sophomore mm-hmm. year. And I was like calling my mom and I was like, can I please switch majors? Like this sucks, like so hard. And I'm so glad I didn't because I think it really taught me that even if something's really hard, even if something is really difficult, you can still do it. Like it's, it's mm-hmm. gonna be okay. And you can actually get by and do it. And I think engineering or just industrial engineering kind of taught me that like, if things are challenging, that doesn't mean it's bad. Like you can definitely persevere and stick to it. So I would say being able to like face challenges, problem solving, and then networking. I think college is a lot about networking. And that's why I, it's, it's so sad that today it's virtual and you can't have that. So weird. Yeah. You know, you can't just like go to office hours and meet your professor. You have to schedule a zoom call and it's just not the same. So I hope that next year things will be back to normal and in person again, but networking was another huge thing that I learned in school. Amazing. So where did the idea for We Bloom Social come from and what was the key focus to ensure that it became as successful as it is today? Yeah, I, um, let me, can you hear me? Yeah. Okay, sorry, you froze for like a split second, so I wanted to make sure that you can hear me. You're (laughs) good. I came up with We Bloom Social because I just realized as an influencer, as someone who's been a content creator for so long, I felt like there's at some times was on the brand side of things, a lot of inefficiency. It wasn't, it was very transactional. It wasn't about building relationships. It wasn't custom to whoever you are working with. And I really wanted to introduce influencer marketing in a very Mm -hmm. authentic and relationship driven way, especially to small businesses that might not have the resources to, you know, create their first influencer marketing Mm -hmm. campaign. So that's how I started it. It's definitely changed as time has gone on. And I'm, I'm more open to doing like social media management or, you know, doing way more than just strategy and way mm-hmm. more than just influencer marketing. So I've taken a more holistic approach where it's like, I'm going to look at your social media from like a bird's eye view and tell you what you need. And, 
and we're going to implement that rather than just coming to me for like, oh, I want to do a campaign. It's like, well, maybe your brand doesn't necessarily need to do an influencer campaign right now. Like maybe you need to do a podcast tour or maybe you just need a an audit and a content calendar to get you on track, you know, to build a good foundation for your social media. So it's taken a lot of iterations, but as of now, it's just looking at it as a whole and like really coming up with a good strategy. And then we're the ones that implement that strategy mm-hmm. into your social media. Perfect. So leading on from that, what advice would you give to people st- trying to start a business right now? So obviously you have started a business before with WeBloom Social and then also you are starting a startup right now. So what advice would you give to other people who are trying to start a business at the moment? The number one thing I would say is to just start it. Like I, the scariest part is starting. I think the scariest part, the scariest part is like taking that first step, mm-hmm. but I would just take that first step. So like what do you need to start this? Do you need to come find a co-founder? Do you need to, you know, maybe set up an LLC? Do you need to get a website? Do you need to grab your social media handles? Whatever it is, just start it and then get a sheet of paper or a notepad and brain dump all of your ideas on there. Where do you want, where do you see this? What do you want this to be? What do you want your mission to be? I'm not a huge fan of a huge business plan because I think mm-hmm. things change and it's not mm-hmm. very necessary, but I am a fan of brain dumping and dumping out your ideas. So for any Weebloom and Rella, I literally dumped on a Google doc, any idea I had, doesn't matter if it made sense or not, just so I could see like, okay, I can actually see this being a business and then taking that first step and actually starting in and going for it. So I think too many people think about, well, I don't know how, I don't know how, I don't know how, but they don't even try. So Mm -hmm. I think the first thing is to just like literally just start and you will figure it out as you go along. Perfect. I love that advice. And what are your top social media growth tips? Um, I mean, I think this depends on on who mm-hmm. you are, what type of content you make. I think I don't trust when people say like, oh, you need to post this many times a day and you need to mm-hmm. uh, use this hashtag and this. There's not one thing that everyone needs to do or else everyone would be social media famous. So I don't think I, I feel like I would need to look at your actual page to give you more tangible tips. But mm-hmm. something that I think is across the board something everyone needs to do is be consistent and consistency might mean it's different amount of times a week per like whoever it is but being consistent is number one you have to be there for your followers you have to be able to show up or else why would someone follow you why would someone why would any algorithm promote you if you're not consistent so consistency is definitely key and then I think engaging with your initial user base is key like kind of going back to the the community if you have five followers you should be engaging with those five followers you know if you have a thousand great engage with your most the people that comment like respond Mm -hmm. to every comment and I think if you start that when you're smaller when you don't have as many followers it's builds trust and and that's going to help you grow like those people are then going to recommend you to their friends or post Mm -hmm. about you or it's going to help you grow even if it's slower like even if it doesn't mean you're going to go viral it's going to build that community and engagement is so much more important than follower count so if you have an engaged audience of a hundred people that's more meaningful than a non-engaged audience with 10,000, you know? So, yeah. so I would just say really focus on engagement like day one. Amazing. Yeah. And I think that's also slow growth is, is the, is the way to do it. Like plants don't grow overnight. Like that's not really how the world works. And I think often when people do go viral, some people end up doing really well, but it can be quite like overwhelming because they're not prepared for that. Whereas if you've grown slowly, it's very natural and then financially it's probably a lot safer than if you just go viral and then it's like oh god like what just happened so I love that advice 
Rella sounds like an incredible project and I loved your podcast episode that you did with your co-founders. I was driving home from work one day listening, cackling in my car so much. I was like, people are probably looking at me like, what is this girl laughing at? <laughs> um, and as well as um, the first Rella podcast episode, for our listeners who don't know, can you explain a bit about what Rella is and how it got started? Yeah, Rella is a startup that I'm creating with three other co-founders, and it's going to be a social media management tool for influencers to manage all of their social media platforms and connect influencers and brands and streamline that process of monetizing your social media. So we want to be the only tool an influencer needs to use. Like, I don't want you to use a project management tool and then a planning app and then another invoice software. Like we want to be that one tool that every single influencer is going to use and be on. And it's going to streamline the process of managing your social media and every single step of the way. So that's what Rella is. And that came out of a need that not only I have had, but my colleagues have had, my clients at WeBloom Social have had. That's kind of where it started. Honestly, with WeBloom, I started WeBloom and I was managing these people's social media. I was making these social media campaigns for them. And I was like, why is there not a tool that we could just all be on and use to make this so much easier? Because it's it's way too complicated for something that is so big. Like the mm-hmm. influencer industry is huge. Like why is there not something out there that is meeting these needs? And so that's kind of where the idea of Rella came about. And I actually was then introduced to Connor, which is one of the co-founders. Um, and I was just going to hire him and his team, like his agency to help me develop it because I'm not, I'm not technical. I don't know how to code. I don't know how to develop an app. So I was just hiring them to develop it, but we worked so well together during that process that we actually decided to go into a partnership together. And it was something that I was really looking for. I was actually looking for a co-founder. I just didn't know who it could be because that's so scary. It's like, partnering with you it's literally like a marriage I feel like like you're partnering with these yeah. <laughs> people and you're probably going to be with them for years and you're going to go through tough times together and so it was such a hard decision for me with who do I make a co-founder or who do not even who do I make who do I ask to be a co-founder mm-hmm. because I wanted someone that had scales that I didn't have like I didn't want another me I wanted someone mm-hmm. the opposite of me and so whenever we met and we were working together it just ended up working out and it was it was a great match. I feel like we work really well together as a team and we all have different skill sets, which mm-hmm. is I think super important when you're starting a business with someone. Um, and that's kind of where we are at now. So we're developing it. It should be out in September, like the beta version of it, which will be a very simple version, but just to kind of get user feedback, um, mm-hmm. get some people on the app, but it's been, it's been so different than anything else I've done because um, we're raising money. You know, we have to like yeah. ask for money for this. We're speaking to investors. We're applying to accelerators. I am not familiar with that at all. I've never done that before in my life. So it's so, so, so different and so much harder and more time consuming and more work than I could have ever imagined. But I do think it's worth it because I really, really, really believe in the product. And I think it would literally make so many people's lives easier. (laughs) Amazing. No, I love that. I think that's such a good point as well, but not wanting another you. I think it's so important in a co-founder but even just when you're like hiring people to work in a team I find that like I had to do interviews recently and I was hiring and I was like we were all chatting afterwards like all of us from the team and we were like well the thing is we do really like that person but then I was like they're too much like us like they're too similar to everyone that we already have we need someone who's different like we Mm -hmm. can't have another one of you because we already have you like we need exactly. a different perspective and that was really what it came down to because they all 
we're an even playing field otherwise and it was very difficult decision then we had to think who's gonna bring a new perspective to the team and that was where we went from and I was like man this is crazy like I would never looking at their CVs that's not something you think about but when you do the interview you're like oh yeah okay this makes sense like we don't need another one of that person so I love that um the real real has such a rate a vast range sorry of um incredible guests which is obviously your podcast for those listening at home who maybe don't know um what do you look for in a guest for the real real what's like your go-to things that you want the guest to have or be able to do yeah I really want someone that has just an inspirational story to tell and I think that Mm -hmm. I don't care if they have a lot of followers if they're famous if they're whatever I just want a story that will inspire people that are listening and so that's why I don't ever want to pinpoint it on okay we're only going to interview entrepreneurs or we're only Mm going to interview people in the social media world or we're only going to interview women I want anyone like I want anyone that can be inspiring that can help someone else that's listening out even if that's not the field that they're working in so that's why for me it's not really about like the industry you're in like if you're working in social media that's great and we'll talk about that but I also want to know more like I want to know more about your life I want to know how you got there I want to know why you got there all of these things that are actually going to inspire people across industries so like Mm -hmm. even if you don't care about the industry that the person I'm interviewing works in it's still a good episode for you to listen to. So I've had teachers, I've had photographers, I've had entrepreneurs, I've had people that work just normal. Like like I've had a girl that just worked a normal engineering job. Like I've had so many different guests and as long as they have a story to share and it's inspiring, that's like all I care about. Um, It doesn't really matter about anything else. So that's like the biggest thing I would say when I'm looking for guests. Amazing. I love that. Yeah, I think it's always smart as well not to stick to a niche because I also think there's a risk if you do that, you might run out of people. Right. Only, not everyone wants to go on a podcast. Like not everyone is comfortable with that. And if right. you have a very specific niche, but you also need people who want to do it, you're going to get to a point where there's no one left. And you're like, well, totally. what do we interview now? So I love, I think that's, that's so great. And it really, your podcast is so much about storytelling and that's an aspect of it I love. And I love that you can listen to any episode and take something away, regardless of whether their career or their life is that relatable to you. It still is, there's a human aspect. So I love it. And mm-hmm. um, how do you ensure the cap? This is a corny thing that we ask everyone that I made up. How do you ensure the capital H in hustle is for health? Oh, that's a good question. Um, I think so. I definitely am not a fan of, you know, work, 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 mm-hmm. like no sleep, no social life, no whatever. I think sometimes that happens and it's for a season, you know, it's, it's not meant to be forever. Like maybe one week is a really busy week and you yeah. know, you don't have a social life, whatever. I'm not saying that that's bad because I don't think true balance is, is a thing. Like, I just don't agree with that at all. I think there's different priorities, but I do think overall you should be maintaining your health in the sense of you should be getting a good night's sleep. Like Mm -hmm. I don't care how much I have to do. I'm getting around eight hours of sleep. Like I, I'll wake up a little later. I'll go to sleep earlier. Like I need my sleep. And that's something that I always do. Or I have my routine where I go to the gym in the morning. I have to work out a certain amount of times a week. I'm never going to put that on the back burner because that's such a huge priority in my life. So it's all about priorities. And I think if you begin to prioritize your health in the sense of adding it to your morning routine, mm-hmm. adding it to your night routine, then it becomes like second nature and you'll you'll still be able to hustle and to work hard and to to get your stuff done. 
but you'll also have that like that you've done already because it's just a priority that you have and it's something that's added in your routine. So the way that I guess I make sure I have that is by adding it in my routine. Like I said, so like every single morning I work out like this morning, Mm -hmm. I I got out of bed, put on my working clothes and went to the gym. Like, it's like the first thing I do, because if you, if you don't prioritize it, it unfortunately probably Mm -hmm. won't happen. Yeah, no, I love that. I think that's so true. That's something I'm really struggling with at the moment because I have a one hour commute to my job and I have to be at work at eight. So I have to get up at six for work and I don't have enough time in the morning to work out. And it's really throwing me off because that's mm-hmm. normally when I would do it. And then I'm like, when do I do it? I got an hour drive home. And then I'm like, man, now I'm tired. <laughs> so I'm like trying right. to, I'm still trying to figure out like where's the right place to slot it in. And I'm thinking about maybe even just leaving at lunch from work, but it depends if I'm on, because I'm a teacher. So if I'm, if I have children still in the class, I can't. (laughs) Right. Oh, that's so hard. I know. And sometimes it's like, maybe you'll just do a walk or maybe you'll Mm -hmm. just do 30 minutes after work or 30 minutes at Mm -hmm. lunch or, you know, it's just like setting a time and date for it I yeah, think it's good so like sure. adding it to your calendar like the weekends or something like that mm-hmm. no I started trying to do like just even just some yoga before bed mm-hmm. just even just like 10 minutes because I'm like well at least I've moved my body today right, a little bit right. so no exactly. I love that um what are some of your thriving moments from your 20s so far so the opposite to, to the second question what are your some of the thriving moments that you've had so far in your 20s um, I, I mean, I love my twenties. I think I, I really don't have any regrets. I don't have anything mm-hmm. that I wish I didn't do. I think I've gotten to know myself a lot better. So just the fact that I'm very proud of myself in the sense that I'm like a go-getter, I guess. Like I'm, mm-hmm. if I put my mind to something, I'll try, I'll at least try it. Like, even if it doesn't succeed, I'll at least try it. So I think my best like thriving moments is whenever I'm trying something new, challenging myself, doing something that I really want and love and like not having any regrets in that aspect. So I guess there's no like specific moment, but I would just say overall, that's like what I'm most proud of. Mm-hmm. And when I, when I think of myself as thriving, that's what I think about is like, mm-hmm look at all these things I've tried to do or like look at all these things I'm doing you know and like I don't have any regrets that oh man I wish I did that but I never did like I can at least say that I've tried to do everything that I've wanted to do perfect um if you had to sum up your 20s in three words what would they be Ooh. okay let me think um I would say oh my gosh I'm let me think I would say growth is one of them mm-hmm um I would say challenge is another one (laughs) I definitely think it's been challenging and I would also say independent because I think I've learned to be incredibly independent in my 20s amazing so now we're going to do a bit of rapid rapid fire so first question New York or Malibu New York 100% second (laughs) yoga sets or sweats Mm, sweats business casual or athleisure athleisure beach or pool uh the beach um podcast or radio podcast and wine or cocktail cocktail definitely I'm actually not a big big wine drinker (laughs) what's your go-to cocktail order um I love margaritas I I would I really like tequila so margaritas Mm -hmm. are good I'll do like a like anything with like cucumber or rose water, like a really okay. refreshing drink like yeah. that. So good also. But I would say like, like a, a classic. Moscow mule. Yeah, Moscow mules are great. But yeah, I would say classic go-to would probably be a margarita. 
Perfect. And um, just, well, there's one more question after this one, but where can our listeners find you? They can find me at Natalie Barbu on social media um, across the board. They can find Rella at relasocial.com. If they want to sign up to be a beta tester, that would be the place. Um, they can also follow us on Instagram at Rella Social. We have a second podcast. So I have a second podcast with Rella where we interview social media experts. So that one is very niched down. Um, and then I have a podcast, the real, real podcast. I'm like listing everything. <laughs> um, and then we bloom social. So it's like five separate things, but and they'll all be linked in the show notes. So you don't need to, yeah. you don't need to write them all down quickly or re- rewind. <laughs> I'll have them in the show notes for everyone. Thank and you. just Thank finally, you. what have you been engaging with this week? So we like to keep this very open. It can be like a book, a podcast, a radio show, a TV show. I don't know, like a hobby that you've enjoyed recently. I like to keep it very broad. Yeah. Something I've been engaging with this week, I would say, um, Hmm, I'm trying to think. I've actually, I've listened to one of my favorite podcasts. Like as of now, I always kind of go through Mm -hmm. and like a bunch of different ones, but I really love my first million. I don't know if you've heard of it, but it's a very like business entrepreneurship podcast, but they just talk about like how businesses, you know, like how businesses got there. They'll talk to like investors, like what they look for in businesses and like it's very, very tangible tips. Like it's tips that mm-hmm. like you can actually implement. And so I really, really love that. And it's also inspiring, but it's like just very helpful. I feel like I'm like in a college class or something when I'm listening to it, <laughs> but one that I actually enjoy. So it's, it's great. I really like that podcast. Amazing. Well, thank you so much for coming on to chat with us today, Natalie. It was so lovely to have you on. Thanks so much for having me. This was such a great podcast and I can't wait to share it with my followers. No problem at all. Thank you. And uh, to everyone at home, thank you so much for listening. Don't forget to check out our Instagram at Fancy Blather. You can also head to our website, fancyblather.com. We're now doing a blog post every week related to the episode. And I'm trying to think if there's anything else. Um, Review, follow and share. And I think that's everything. So uh, you will all hear from me next week so have a good week bye thank you so much for listening to this week's episode to stay up to date with all things fancy blather head to our website fancyblather.com or instagram at fancy blather if you're interested join our secret facebook group the link is always in our show notes and um, please leave a review and follow or subscribe depending which podcast platform you're on and I hope you all have a wonderful week and you will hear from me again on Wednesday with Naomi and next Monday with a brand new guest so have a good week see you later bye